Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. When I was going through anxiety and panic attacks and depression, I had to focus on mental health wellness. Mm -hmm. And it's such a popular trendy thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. I mean, for good reasons, because it's now not as taboo, but all I could find was mindfulness. Mm -hmm. So uh, transcendental meditation and Buddhist type Mm -hmm. words of affirmation, like Mm -hmm. you do mantras and loving kindness and celebrities talk about it. Mm -hmm. and, And there's a lot of science behind it. So I was like, how come there's no Christian biblical mm-hmm. mindfulness? Like what, what does God have to say about mm-hmm. this? So um, there's a big focus and I live in uh, Northern California and the Bay area in California. Mm-hmm. And maybe for some of the listeners that are not from California, you know, we have this reputation <laughs> right, of being way out there and mm-hmm. all this stuff like breath work is so in right now, mm-hmm. everybody does it. And mm-hmm. so I started looking up the word breathe or breath in scripture. And there's over a thousand mm. references to the word breather breath. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Welcome to She. Jordan, it's so good to be here with you. It's great to have you here. I'm looking forward to this conversation all about addressing stress through soul care, which I'm so excited. There's like so many things I have questions about. But before we do that, can you just share a little bit of your background and what led you to writing a book about stress, you know, for those who may not be familiar with you? Well, once I started having my second baby and I took a deep breath because I always wanted to have two babies, if I were able to have a mom during this peaceful time in my life, which is supposed to be so joyous. That's Mm -hmm. when I started having panic attacks Mm. and I'd never, ever had them ever before, but they were really severe. I'd wake up every two hours at night while I'm sleeping. I'm not even worried about anything. And I would be Mm. jolted awake, unable to breathe. Mm. And they got more and more intense even during the day. And so I went on a journey of investigating, like, why am I having anxiety and panic Mm -hmm. attacks? And it led me to this healing journey, a 10 year journey. And that's why I wrote this book, Breathe. I'm on the other side, Mm -hmm. like having survived it. I just want to share what helps me calm anxiety and my emotions and my body Mm -hmm. that I could not find in books that I searched for. Uh, Well, I'm so glad you shared that because I think it's really important too. like the things that are sometimes the most joyful blessings in our life can also like to experience stress and overwhelm. It can be almost, it can almost feel like those things are like in conflict with each other. Like this is so joyful. Why would I be feeling this way? But I think a lot of moms and people in general, like with some of the most, the biggest blessings in their life, you know, their family or their home or whatever it might be, 
can also be like something that you know you unexpectedly experience a lot of overwhelm with and you don't know what to do with that. So I'm really thankful that you're that you're speaking into this. And I know you speak a lot in the idea of soul care. Can you explain what that means? That's kind of like a term that I think so many of us could interpret so many different ways. So I'd love to hear what you would say that means and your thoughts on that. Well, anytime we talk about our mental health well-being or well-being in general, we mainly think of self-care. Mm-hmm. And self-care are scientific ways that are proven to help our bodies and emotions calm down. Mm-hmm. Now, soul care is unique to us as believers because we want to nurture the soul, the Mm. inner person that God created. So when we practice soul care, it's not just to feel better, it's to grow closer to God and to nurture who God created us to be. And Mm -hmm. as moms, that's even like so important or whether we're 20s and we're single, like the thing we're all seeking to be is to be our true selves. Mm -hmm. And so soul care is helping us to bring it out because our stress and anxiety obstruct us from Mm. being who we truly want to be. So Mm. soul care is tending to the garden of your soul. That's so good. It's like your soul has like a soil Mm -hmm. and everything grows from nurturing that soil, your heart, Mm -hmm. so that the things that God puts on your heart that you want to do, Mm -hmm. it can flourish. Mm -hmm. But if we don't take care and tend to that garden of Mm -hmm. our soul, then we won't be able to nurture those seeds mm-hmm. and have them grow and blossom. Yeah. I love that visual. I'm like, I'm a gardening like nerd. So I love that. <laughs> that's oh, great. That's so good. To no, know. It's, it's so true. I mean, I, and I think there's so many lessons to be learned in like garden metaphors and everything, but it's, that's a really good way to put it. But I, I'd be curious, can you share some examples of like simple ways or simple acts of soul care? Like what can that look like? Well, there's four different areas mm-hmm. because usually when we do get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we don't know why. And that's part of the big stress and anxiety is like, why is my hair falling out? Or Mm -hmm. why is my eye twitching? Or why can't I fall asleep at night? And so it becomes very overwhelming. So there's four different areas of soul care. One is emotional wellness. Second is physical wellness. Third is spiritual wellness. And fourth is emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. So if I were to ask you, Jordan, right now, what do you feel you would be missing the most? If I would say, Jordan, is it emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, or social wellness? Which mm-hmm. one would you say? And listeners, as I'm asking Jordan, I want you to think of what mm-hmm. would be your area that you feel you're missing the most. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I think there's, I feel like my answer is kind of two parts because I think at the, on the one hand, I feel like in some ways emotional wellness because becoming a new mom and having another baby on the way, I feel like. I've not had a whole lot of time to process a lot of things. And in some ways, I feel like even spiritual wellness only because I feel like I have limited time compared to what I used to have to really invest in my spiritual life really intentionally. So it's like a learning curve. Um, So I I don't know. I don't know if I'd answer one or the other, but I feel like those two would be areas that stand out to me a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that's step number one in Mm -hmm. soul care is just knowing what our need is. And that's really hard as women because Mm -hmm. studies show that women suffer from burnout more than men. And so we, our first mode is to take care of others, Mm -hmm. but soul care is kind of almost like it's hard. It's counterintuitive because we often feel it's selfish Mm -hmm. to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the first step is just knowing what our need is. Mm -hmm. And so I have a soul care quiz that people can take. It's called soul care quiz dot com. Mm-hmm. If you go to soulcarequiz.com, you take this quiz and there's 21 different stressors. And of mm-hmm. course I mix it all up. <laughs> so you don't know which area is which, but you can get a number to show you which area you're missing the most. Mm-hmm. And that way, 
it can simplify. Because when we're stressed, we're just feeling like you start thinking, your brain starts thinking, well, I'm not doing this and I didn't do that. And, you know, you feel overwhelmed. Like there's no way I can overhaul my life. But if you know what the top area need is, then you can just focus on that and you can feel better. And so it's really simplifying things is so important. So there's these four areas. And so I don't know if you want to go through the four or which one. Yeah, <laughs> I think goes around. I give you some of those tips. Yeah, I think let's go through like one or two that you think are the most, you know, relevant or, you know, common or whatever, or just pick one or two that you, you want to touch on. And then let's do a couple of like tips and deep dive into each one. Okay. Well, let's go with emotional wellness because mm-hmm. that is when we're overwhelmed the most. And mm-hmm. let me just say that as believers, it's, it's really reassuring to know that soul care originated from Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. Because the whole, the first thing women talk to me about, I'm a soul care coach. They always say, Bonnie, this sounds so good, but I always feel selfish. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty for taking time for myself or thinking about what I need or what would bring me peace or joy. I I can't get over that, honey. Mm -hmm. And I say, listen, it's from Jesus himself in Matthew 11, 28, 29. Come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, Mm -hmm. and I will give you rest for your soul. So notice that Jesus doesn't say give you rest for your mind, but Jesus says give you rest for your soul. And the reason why soul is so important is that the soul, the root word is psyche. So it's individual, it's individual, your personality, what gives you peace and joy. So usually as women, we tend to say, well, I'll feel better if I do this one thing, if, if it also benefits other people, if it also helps other people, then I'm all for it. You know, mm-hmm. let's have a, you know, let's do, choose joy. But mm-hmm. what if there's something that only gave you joy, only gave you peace? That's when we get freed up by Jesus says, no, it's not selfish. Mm-hmm. Soul care is, is believing that you're worthy of rest. Mm-hmm. So one of the first ones that I love to talk about is emotional wellness, because mm-hmm. just like when you get on a plane, we always hear the instructions, put on your own oxygen mask first mm-hmm. before helping others. So when we can refill our tanks, then we can pour out. And so mm-hmm. often we do the other, we pour mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and then we end up on the bottom of the list or not mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. but actually it's, our wellness first. So being overly responsible. So for instance, um, Jordan, in the emotional wellness, one of the first questions I would love to ask is, do you often pay attention to the feelings of others, but easily neglect your own feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if something goes wrong, whether it's in the lives of the people around you, mm-hmm. friends or family, mm-hmm. do you feel you're the one that's responsible to pick up the pieces? So mm-hmm. what's your reaction to those two questions? That's a good question. I think it sometimes depends on the situation, but I definitely think it's more natural for me to, to lean into like advising or listening or, you know, supporting someone with where they're at than to ask for that help or that same thing when I'm like, you know, or to even address like, oh, I think this is bothering me. You know, I mean, I'm a verbal processor. So, you know, there's certain people I'm willing to talk to about things, but I definitely think the natural inclination would be, let me lean into how someone else is doing first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. You're like me and most women and mm-hmm. most moms because being overly responsible is one of the main causes of emotional burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, that makes total sense because then there's a moment where I, I occasionally will just have like this breakdown of like this is so hard and I have it's like well because you haven't probably been processing the things that you need to be actually like addressing as you're going. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I love how you put that because many times we're like we shame ourselves. We're like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, like we, we think physical burnout is like. You know, you go mm-hmm. until you hit the wall, but actually emotional burnout is the number one cause of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because there's no room for you 
to nurture your emotions and to mm-hmm. express because you're, we're focused on others. So we hide our emotions and we say, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But those negative emotions that we experience during the day, they don't go away. So say you read a text or you read an email or mm-hmm. something happens, you know, you're, we're moms and our child is having a really demanding day or mm-hmm. we're at work and there's these coworkers or you in ministry mm-hmm. and somebody just is, seems like they're being toxic, mm-hmm. but we say, I'm fine. And you deal with the situation. So as women growing up in our generation, we've learned to be tough, strong, mm-hmm. resilient, and smart. But what we don't realize and what I had to learn is that when we access our left brain, which is when we problem solve and get things done, actually it triggers the stress hormone cortisol. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes us anxious, ruminate, Mm -hmm. and worry. So Mm -hmm. here's the myth in emotional wellness. We try to feel better by thinking our way out of stress. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we have to nurture Mm -hmm. our way to release stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to explain two types of anxiety. There's left brain and right brain anxiety. Mm -hmm. The left brain is where we problem solve. It's a logic part of our brain. And that's where we experience anxiety called anxious apprehension. And when we hyper-focus trying to solve a problem, Mm -hmm. we start worrying too much. It results in overthinking about problems we encounter. The right brain is what we call the emotional part of our brain. That's the feeling part where we experience things like sadness, fear, anger, panic, worry. It's called anxious arousal. Mm -hmm. That's where we become overwhelmed with our emotions. But the right brain is also what we use and activate when we enjoy creative hobbies. Mm-hmm. You said you liked gardening lighting, or lighting up our auditory sense, enjoying music, mm-hmm. or our visual sense like art, or our tactile sense like using our hands, like knitting or playing an instrument. So, Jordan, which part of the brain do you think right or left has been proven most effectively to lower stress and anxiety and lift depression? That's a good question. I mean, you said, wait, so you said you don't think your way out, right? And the, I, hold on, I want to make sure I understand. Everything. I'm like, wait, I don't want to answer this wrong. I think left potentially. No, no, no. That's the analytical side. So my gut, my gut is saying go with right <laughs> over your guessing, but I think potentially the right. Yeah. Thanks for being vulnerable to play this little guessing game with me. I know me. I'm like, oh. but for myself, I always guessed it. Guess it was left. Mm-hmm. That's how I grew up. My, my father left when I was seven. And I was the oldest in my family and my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And the way I got through the way God used my faith earlier mm-hmm. in my life is to think my way out of a situation. Okay, mm-hmm. Bonnie, don't worry about how you're feeling. That's mm-hmm. not going to change the situation. Figure out what you need to do and get it done. So I always felt it was my left mm-hmm. brain yeah. that would help me. I probably but, would have guessed that had you not said it's not something you can like think away or think out of. So had you not said that, that probably would have been my first thought. <laughs> Yeah, next time I will say that. <laughs> Gave it away a little bit. I was still unsure. Exactly. There you go. So I've always leaned on my left brain. It's what helped me be strong, get through a lot of hard times. And many of us have gone through the pandemic. We've survived something really tough. And we've had to, and especially as motherhood, I mean, those first months and first few years <laughs> and later when they're teenagers, we have to really be smart about what we're going to do, how we're going to you know, figure out how mm-hmm. to do our schedules and mm-hmm. deal with tantrums and all that. But those actually all activate cortisol. It puts our body in a stress response and it's the right brain. Studies mm-hmm. show it's the right brain doing the things that use our five senses and that bring us peace or joy. And those are the very things we 
feel are extra, mm. not essential, wasting time, non-productive. And those are the first things that go out the window whenever we're stressed. But it is the very thing that will lower stress, mm-hmm. lower anxiety, release what it's called serotonin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when we overthink, we can't sleep, we beat ourselves up. Like, this is my self, negative self-talk, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'll think, what's wrong with you? Come mm-hmm. on, forget about it, suck it up. You know, like, mm-hmm. get with it. I would never talk to anybody, none of my friends, mm-hmm. none of my kids that way. But isn't it interesting? We're so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So that's the first one, emotional wellness. The Bible says we comfort others with the comfort we have received ourselves first mm. from God. That's mm. from 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 4. So often we focus on comforting others, but scripture tells us when we start looking at scripture in the uh, lens of soul care, mm-hmm. we receive first. Mm. So next time you see yourself stressing out any negative emotions, frustration, anger, or stress, rather than making yourself feel worse by criticizing mm-hmm. yourself, do something. It just means time for mom to take time for herself and do something that brings her joy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what is something you can do with your hands? Research shows that activities Mm -hmm. using your hands stops negative rumination and it's called finding your flow. So one of the things that um, people don't realize is that as we go through our day, we're so strong. We cut, we're actually shock absorbers. Mm -hmm. Our brain is absorbing stress and anxiety. So Many times we feel like, okay, at least I did the right thing, but we don't realize those emotions stay mm-hmm. inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to release stress by taking time to do those things yeah. that use our hands. So what mm-hmm. are some other things you like to do um, other than garden? That yeah, that's that's actually hands? really fascinating because I have heard like similarly the idea of like if you work with your mind, rest with your hands kind of thing. Like if you're somebody who's kind of always like plugged in or you work online or you work you know, in finance or something, that's just like a random example, but you don't necessarily like work with your hands tactically other than like typing on a laptop, then like rest for you is going to probably look a lot more like working with your hands. So everything you're saying makes so much sense, but that's a good question. I mean, gardening has really become a hobby of mine. I really love to read when I have time, um, which is minimal now, but I, I feel like that's like the only like working with my hands. I like to do like home projects if that, if that counts. I don't know if that counts because that's sometimes more like work. Yeah. um, Yeah. You're using your hands. Right. So those types of things I feel like, and even like trying new recipes, things like that. Like that's, I I agree with you though. Cause as I'm listening, like, or as I'm listing that out, I'm like, yeah, when I'm doing these things, I don't feel like I'm like spiraling (laughs) in the ways that I can be when I'm not doing those things. Yeah. It literally turns off the part Uh of your brain that's thinking you can't do them both at the same time. Mm. So literally, that's how God created us. He gave us this natural way to release stress when we engage in activity that uses our hands. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll switch over to spiritual wellness just Mm -hmm. because you had mentioned that might Mm -hmm. be an area that you feel you're needing the most. And Mm so like a spiritual wellness, people feel that spiritual wellness means I I need more of God's truth Mm -hmm. like in my mind. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about soul care, it's not about how much truth you know. It's about how much truth you're experiencing. Mm. Interesting. So we know we are loved by God, right? Mm-hmm. We know we have God's peace. Those That's our left brain. Mm-hmm. We understand it, but we need to experience it. And the only way to experience it is when we do things that help us relax. Mm-hmm. And uh, many people say, uh, well, Bonnie, when I think of the word rest, it feels like you're being lazy. Like there's so much that needs to be done. Like I feel like it would just be lazy and unproductive. Like I, I could mm-hmm. get a lot done within that 10 minutes or you know half an hour, mm-hmm. but I want to use scripture just because for me, like I said, I grew up being the oldest 
where I did have to take care of others, mm-hmm. I had a younger sister. And then in the church, that's kind of how we get our value. We mm-hmm. say, oh, I'll, I'll serve here. And then we get a sense of how somebody views us like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, let's include her in this meeting or let's mm-hmm. have her over here. We're doing a, a dinner for the people who serve. So mm-hmm. we gain a lot of what we feel is our self-worth mm-hmm. by what we do. But if you look at this one verse, it says, because I had to learn this because I was having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I was having anxiety. I was waking up just with the heaviness. What I later learned is depression. Mm-hmm. Like I would just get up. I just didn't even want to get up for the day. And I didn't, I never experienced depression before. So mm-hmm. I always thought I was being lazy. Like, mm-hmm. honey, what's your problem? You have so much things that, you know, people uh, need and want. Why are you so selfish? Look mm-hmm. at all these other people that have needs. And so mm-hmm. that's how I got myself out of bed, but it seemed to get worse over time. So this verse I'm about to share really helped change uh, me to prioritize doing things that brought me mm-hmm. that joy. Okay. It's from Psalm 46, 10, because when I was uh, getting panic attacks, I was afraid to tell people mm-hmm. I was a Bible teacher. I was a leader as a Christian author. And it seemed like I failed like, Oh, there's something wrong with your faith. And I just want to be honest with everybody here so that you guys know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. The first person I turned to, I felt she was a you know mature Christian mm-hmm. woman. She said, Bonnie, I think you're not trusting God in an area mm. of your life. There must be an area that you're, you're, you're too much in control of. Mm. And I took it seriously. I was like, Oh no, I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, what is it? You know, I, I, I don't, I want to trust you in all areas. And she quoted me a verse. It's Psalm 46, 10. She, she said, be still and know that God is God. You're not being still. And so like, I, I took out time to be still and listen and pray and, mm-hmm. I journaled and I was still having anxiety attacks mm-hmm. and it, it made me feel so ashamed because I was afraid to tell anybody else mm-hmm. after her response. Right, yeah. But later um, I went to a therapist. I'd never been to a therapist before. I was the one that friends usually came to, you know, mm-hmm. for counsel. I, I think a, a lot of people can relate to that. Yep. Yeah. And so like after that one first response, I'm like, I'm not telling anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like that was worse to me is what people thought about my faith. You know, like for me, our, for women of faith, that could be like, you know, the ring of death, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a community and, you know, people trusting you. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get taken care of this in secrecy. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to go see a therapist and figure this out. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of show you what kind of, you know, person I was in terms of leaning on my left brain, I went to the top guy. He's in charge of a hundred different therapists at a Christian counseling center. I went to him just because I figured, hey, he oversees these over 100 therapists. He'll be able to recommend the right person. So um, I said, I just need to take care of this right away. Like, mm-hmm. tell me who it is and I'll do as many sessions as needed. And I just need to, you know, get whatever needs to get done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Bonnie, like healing doesn't really work that way. <laughs> and I said, I don't know why I'm going through these anxiety panic attacks. And he told me this is PTSD, classic PTSD. And I said, PTSD, you know, I'm not a soldier. I've not seen any horrible, you know, physical trauma. And he said this, it changed the directory of my journey. He said, Bonnie, did you know that emotional and verbal abuse has the same impact on your body and nervous system as physical abuse? Mm, And I said, no, Mm -hmm. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't know if you're emotionally hurt Mm -hmm. and, or verbally somebody like Mm -hmm. assaults you, then it means it'll affect your nervous system. Mm -hmm. 
But it actually made sense to me, Jordan, because I really didn't know why. Because like you said, it's a happy time in my life. I finally got out of a rough childhood, you know, but what I never told anybody was that my mom was verbally abusive. My mom was emotionally abusive. Like you just don't talk about that in church because everybody has wonderful mom stories and I wouldn't want anybody to think I was not honoring my mother. Mm -hmm. So I figured, oh, that's just stuff that's, you know, between me and God. And I realized that things that are private Mm -hmm. actually was not privacy. It was loneliness. Mm. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer? Upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And 
I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. One well, also so interesting that you started having panic attacks as you became a mother. Like you were having to now take on that role yourself. Well, that you, I think we're kindred spirits because that's immediately the second question I asked the therapist. Mm -hmm. I said, wait, but why is that thing now? Like I have a loving husband. Mm -hmm. I just, I had gotten married later in my thirties. So I hadn't fallen in love, you know, but I finally found the love of my life. Mm -hmm. And I finally had two children. I actually had fertility issues and like, I'm like on top of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like in terms of my emotional journey. And I finally grew out of poverty. I grew up below the poverty line and I had worked into my thirties. I wasn't you know, at a place where I worried about money, like I did before growing up. Mm-hmm. And I told him all these things and he's like, well, Bonnie, did you know, and I want every listener to hear this. So you can just let the, sh- any kind of shame go. Cause that's how I felt. He said, did you know that a soldier doesn't experience panic attacks or anxiety when he's on the battlefield, when he's being strong, he's helping others. He's mm-hmm. so resourceful and he's being brave. Mm-hmm. When does the soldier experience panic attacks? Mm-hmm. I'll ask you this because the therapist asked me. So I'll ask you, when does it? I mean, I would imagine like when they're out of battle, when they go home, maybe when they're like trying to sleep. That's my guess. Exactly. When they're safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said, it's when you're safe, then the way God created our nervous system, when we are safe, the nervous system relaxes, then it can experience what you could not when you were in survival mode. So I want to repeat that because every woman that might be experiencing feelings of depression or anxiety or panic attacks, you might be the way I was, which is trying to figure out how to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. But actually it's a time to nurture and, and heal and let yourself be loved because you were strong. It's because your faith was strong, but now you have to use your faith in a different way. You have to use your faith to heal. You have to use your face to heal and to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I actually need love. Mm -hmm. I need care. I need to do things that will help me feel Mm -hmm. peace, not just know it in my head. Mm -hmm. And this is just one of the most passionate things because I felt so much shame. I was feeling so alone. 
because I couldn't tell anybody because I still get emotional thinking about it. Cause I remember that feeling like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that was the scariest feeling. So for spiritual wellness, you know, what do we do when we don't know what to do? Well, this verse that I told you that really hurt me mm-hmm. and tore my heart apart because not only did I feel separated from other people that I felt were godly mm-hmm. because I felt ashamed. I also felt alone from God. Cause I'm like, God, I failed you somehow. I must not be praying right or something's wrong mm-hmm. with, but I looked at once the therapist told me that I embraced it. I was like, Oh, because I've been strong now, it's time for me to use my mm-hmm. faith in a different way. So I went back to Psalm 46, 10. I looked at the root word, be still. It actually means relax and it means loosen your grip. I was like blown away. Yeah. Cause we all think that means just like stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop and do nothing. Mm -hmm. No, it says loosen your grip and relax. Mm. And this, the phrase, the finishing phrase is, and know that I am God. Well, that word no Mm -hmm. is yada. It means to experience God. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. not just know his truth, like by repeating it or studying Mm -hmm. it, but to experience it. And the word yada to experience God is the most intimate form in Hebrew. It's mm-hmm. the same word that's used when Adam knew Eve mm-hmm. and they conceived a son. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about the most intimate experience that is between a man and a woman. So mm-hmm. what's the most experienced, vulnerable experience we can have with God? Mm-hmm. It's when we relax mm-hmm. and we can say, you know what? It's more important about who I am than what I can do for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who you are. And also the reality that who you are is not what you do. Because I think we identify so much with what we're doing in culture and society and our work for our families, for other people. And our identity isn't in that. Yeah. And that's really hard because mm-hmm. right now with, with there's, and this really helped me. Um, the scripture said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. So we usually focus on loving God with our mind, mm-hmm. studying biblical truth. We, we also love God with our heart. In mm-hmm. scripture, heart is where we serve. Mm-hmm. That's where we do stuff <laughs> for others and for God. Okay. But there's the soul. Remember the soul is the personality, like your personality. So that was really hard for me because having grown up and everyone has a different experience. Maybe you did grow up with a great childhood. You were allowed to play and relax and have joy. But many women, as they grow up, whether it's work or as a mom, mm-hmm. we kind of say to ourselves, well, you know, all these other things are childish. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's childlike mm, faith. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And so that's really hard for me because I was—I I didn't have that happy childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you gave me time, <laughs> like, right. I don't know what gives me joy. Yeah. And this is something mom's experienced. Like, uh, many people tell me that they feel numb. So maybe it doesn't feel so intense like panic attacks. Mm-hmm. But being numb is actually a symptom of depression or anxiety. And it's not like it's something bad. It's just mm-hmm. saying, you know, like a car, if your light turns on, it says the gas tank is empty or the oil tank is empty. You need to do oil change. Would you ever say, oh my gosh, my bad, my car is so bad. What a bad car I have. Mm-hmm. No, no. we'd say, oh, okay. I need to take it in mm-hmm. to get it filled. So mm-hmm. when I say things like it's a symptom of anxiety or depression in the past, I'd be like, oh no, I don't want that. But now I'm like, Oh, okay. This is helpful. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it just mm-hmm. means I need to do, I need to prioritize mm-hmm. my wellness. I need to give myself opportunity to explore what does give me peace. What mm-hmm. does give me joy. And um, 
I do want to say that it's blessed my family because when the kids were little, I, I, that's when I started having panic attacks. At first, I told God, I go, this is so terrible. Like, why didn't you have this happen before when I was single? Yeah. Like, there could have been now? better timing. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh-huh. this is what happens to all this stuff. But I can only say this now because I went through the journey of healing. At the time, it didn't feel good. But um, because I did have to do things that would uh, increase my serotonin, that's the mm-hmm. chemical that relaxes you and mm-hmm. helps you feel better. I started what I call the joy list. And because my kids are boys, I called them family adventures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because they, they wouldn't get joyless, you know, say, yeah. hey, we're going to do family adventure. So yeah. I had a whiteboard and they're just like preschoolers. They can't read. So I used to draw these stick figures mm-hmm. on the whiteboard. I said, everybody, everybody talk about what makes them feel happy and joyful. What would you like to do? So everybody was just brainstorming because I was healing my own, on my own healing journey. I had my, my husband, Eric and I, we also put it on there too. Mm-hmm. So many times we think, oh, it's time for the kids. It's not time for me. No. As a mom, it's more important that you fill your tank up than ever before because you're just giving out like crazy 24 by 7. So on this joy list on the whiteboard, we would all have a splatter. And I said, okay, everybody just pick one, your favorite. And then they would circle it, right? Mm -hmm. And then me and Eric would do Mars. And so every Saturday or Sunday, we would just plop it down. And so every weekend, we would have a family adventure. And every family member gets a turn. And now my kids, my boys are now 15, uh, 14 and 17 mm-hmm. and we still do it. That's awesome. And so throughout the years, the kids have gotten to know me and gotten to know Eric, not just as mom, mm-hmm. not just as dad, but as a woman and as a man, because mm-hmm. I would have each of us share our story. So say, okay, you know, I'm going to share why I liked this because when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I never got to, I never got to go on. I never got to go camping. Mm-hmm. So this weekend we're going to, you know, go camping. And because mom doesn't know how to go camping, we're going to go with this family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I asked my friends. And so mm-hmm. suddenly my life started changing, Jordan, because I started being vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I heard my friend says she's going camping with her family, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I shared with her. I said, you know what? I never got to camping when I was a little girl. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. I was just curious, you know, how do you feel if, you know, there's an opportunity later down the line, like, could we come? Because I don't know anything about camping. Yeah. We don't have any of the gear. Yeah. And it's so amazing. My life started opening up because people I found were so willing mm-hmm. to like show me kindness. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me before this journey because I always felt kindness was pity. So I never shared those stories. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But then I once that. I started healing and I knew I needed more joy in my life, but I mean, I don't know how to do those things. Mm-hmm. So I started sharing my stories and asking, and then this is when my life started changing, Jordan, because people started sharing their stories. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, well, the piece on vulnerability, but also just, I think so many of us like want to do certain things or want to allow ourselves to try things, but we don't know how, or we've never done it. And just, I think even what you're sharing is like a good reminder, like you have permission to ask for, for guidance or help from those who might know a little bit more than you, you might learn a lot and really love it. You know, like that's so freeing because we just get so bound up and like, well, people judge me for not knowing or, you know, and like you said, more than, more than often people are more than willing to share something that they love with you or to help you learn something or to walk alongside of you, you know, but it's like putting yourself out there, I think is the scary part. So I'm really thankful that you shared that. And kind of in this same vein of conversation, something else I wanted to ask about is this idea of mindfulness, which I think goes hand in hand with even the idea of like intentionally 
doing things that bring you joy, that fill your cup, like it, the intentionality and the mindfulness I think are really important, but I think there's such an emphasis on like the secular mindfulness in our culture right now. And I'd love to get your take on how that differs from this idea of like biblical or like spiritual wellness or like biblical mindfulness, because I think they, they sound the same when you say mindfulness. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, is there a difference? What is the difference? I love that you asked me this question because when I was going through anxiety and panic attacks and depression, I had to focus on mental health wellness. Mm-hmm. And it's such a popular, trendy yeah. thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, for good reasons, because mm-hmm. it's now not as taboo. Mm-hmm. But all I could find was mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So uh, transcendental meditation and Buddhist type mm-hmm. um, words of affirmation, like mm-hmm. you do mantras and loving kindness and celebrities talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of science behind it. So I was like, how come there's no Christian biblical mm-hmm. mindfulness? Like what, what does God have to say about mm-hmm. this? So um, there's a big focus and I live in uh, Northern California and the Bay area in California. Mm-hmm. And maybe for some of the listeners that are not from California, you know, we have this reputation <laughs> right, <laughs> of being way out there and mm-hmm. all this stuff like breath work is so in right mm-hmm. now, everybody does it. And mm-hmm. so I started looking up the word breathe or breath in scripture. And there's over a thousand Hmm. references to the word breathe or breath. So then I started categorizing them Mm -hmm. and to see if they fall in any categories. And guess what? No surprise. It fell into these four areas of wellness, Hmm. emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, and social wellness. I was like, oh my goodness. I still remember that moment. I was like, I, I am a Bible nerd. So I was like, oh my gosh, I was like <laughs> shaking. Like, oh my gosh, I, I just started going through and studying each verse. And so what I learned is that mindfulness, according to God, we need to reclaim that for us because it all comes from God himself. Mm-hmm. We practice mindfulness to not empty our mind from trouble. We use mindfulness to bring our troubles to God. So usually as women of faith, whenever we hit like a bump or a hiccup, mm-hmm. we tend to push it away and say, okay, you know, we repeat scripture in order to ignore the negative feeling. So for instance, if we're fearful, then we'll say, okay, I will not be afraid. I will trust in God. Mm-hmm. And we try to ignore it. But I realized that mindfulness is really bringing ourselves in that moment, that moment of being present with our feelings, mm-hmm. but bringing it to God. So for instance, say I'm afraid. You know, my son came home one day and he's like, mom, I don't really feel like going to church on Wednesday nights. I just, I just find it boring. Mm -hmm. Okay. My fear completely came out. And so immediately I would want to start telling him why you need to go to church. You need fellowship, you need community, left brain stuff. Right. But in the moment I said, you know, in my heart, through my practice of mindfulness, I said, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Mm -hmm. So I use that moment. God, I'm totally freaking out right now. What I say to Josh, you know, I'm so afraid. And so the word trust actually means to rely on, to fall back on, Mm -hmm. to have a soft place to land. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's an example where, because I practice that in my, in my um, meditation, I know what that means. I said, God, I'm going to fall back on you right now. I said to Josh, I said, you know, I understand sometimes it's boring, huh? I go, what what is it that you would uh, want to do? You know, who are the guys in your group that, you know, make you feel like it would be interesting? You know, we just had a conversation. And then I said, well, you know, sometimes, you know, we can encourage others. Maybe we can just like have some friends over, reconnect. You know, we just started throwing out different ideas. I didn't talk about the Wednesday night. But after a while, 
our conversation because I was listening to him and I was just letting him have a fall place to land talking about what stressed out at school. He said, well, actually mom, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just like finish this year. and Maybe I'll decide later if I want to go. And of course that was all was needed. Just a, a little space, a little breath. Mm-hmm. And of course then, you know, the next day I called the moms <laughs> in the other groups, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the kids and say, Hey, you know, that's right. What's going on with Jordan? And how are they doing? And, you know, kind of see why maybe other guys weren't going. Right. Mm-hmm. And then of course I, I did the mom thing, you know, I organized the kids to come over and hang out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can do the left brain stuff later, but in the moment, biblical mindfulness is just being present with God in the moment and giving our worries over to him. Mm-hmm. That's so good. if we don't have space to do relaxing things, mm-hmm. we won't be mindful mm-hmm. because you're constantly in the survival mode. Your first default reaction, yours and mine is to problem solve. And I'd love to give this example. You know, um, have you ever gone out with your friends, like when you're really stressed, like say before you went out with a friend to have dinner and mm-hmm. girls night out or mm-hmm. coffee or whatever, you're like kind of stressed and maybe you're impatient or short with kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then after you spend some great time with your friends, you come back home and suddenly, oh, <laughs> everything seems okay. And mm-hmm. you're a lot more patient and you talk and, you know, you're a lot more able to be present, right? Mm-hmm. So it's because you had that space mm-hmm. where you could just be yourself. Mm, yeah. So mindfulness is just being present with God mm. through even being through with others. And that's a social wellness part. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I love the way you described that. I think it's so simple, but so like important. I mean, not only the differentiation, but the simplicity of it, I think makes it, I, can, I think it can just feel so complicated. Like what do I have to do? You know? <laughs> and it's almost like, less doing more living a little bit, you know, it's kind of like, and really leaning into like, even what you talked about earlier, the idea of like relaxing and like knowing God in a really personal way. I feel like that even like comes back in here. So I love that. I have like a million more questions, but I think to kind of keep things somewhat concise, one other thing I want to ask you about is just this like feeling that I think a lot of us as women feel like we have to do, you know, all the things in order to be a good mom, a good wife, a good sister, a good friend, a good boss, a good, good, good worker, like all the different roles and hats that we wear, right? And I just would love if you can share just a few tips for some of our listeners who are feeling overwhelmed with the busyness of life of how they can lean into a little bit more of that mindfulness, create some of that space um, and really just focus on the soul care? Like what tips would you have for them? If you're like, I don't even know where to start. My schedule is packed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm trying to do all the things. Yeah. I think the one that I want to give like my go-to technique for anxiety when I was having anxiety mm-hmm. and even now, because now when there are stressors, they'll, they'll trigger my anxiety is a breath prayer. So a breath prayer is a way to do biblical mindfulness. So in secular biblical mindfulness, you give words of affirmation and mantras. But for biblical mindfulness, we integrate God's word Mm -hmm. and we use it as a breath prayer. So when we inhale, you inhale through your nose. And it's interesting in scripture, the first occurrence of the word breath and breathe is when God breathed life into Adam. Mm -hmm. And the original root word is breathing through the nose. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that science agrees when we breathe through our nostrils, we have more oxygen and it helps dissipate brain fog. It relaxes the muscle tension. So we breathe in through our nose and you exhale through your mouth, like you're blowing out candles. Mm. And so if you've done, you know, Lama's, you know, for mm. pregnancy, giving birth, it's the same uh, way of breathing It's breathing pursed lip, breathing through your mouth. Mm. And so when you inhale, I use first Peter five, seven, cast your cares on him because he cares for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, inhale, I cast my cares on you. Exhale, because you care for me. 
That's good. I cast my cares on you. Inhale, exhale, because you care for me. And when I do that, I continue doing that inhale, exhale, and I list out all the things with each breath, one at a time, the thing that is bothering me. That's so good. So simple too, but like (laughs) you can do that in your car, like anywhere. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's good. Exactly. And And it's, oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, just going to say, you're right. Like that idea of breath work is so popular and probably for good reason. Like from a scientific perspective, it makes a lot of sense. But then this idea of like making it a prayer and incorporating breathing into your prayers so that you're not only just thinking or like saying something in your head, but really like physically engaging in your prayer. I can see how that could make such a difference in like your entire mental state. Yeah. And you can use it if you're doing yoga or mm-hmm. you do other things where you hear words of affirmation. That's mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and use that as your prayer. Mm-hmm. So for instance, one very... um basic uh, practice and mindfulness is called loving kindness. So they'll say, you know, you use words like loving kindness or compassion. They'll, they'll, they'll use those one words mantra. Mm-hmm. So use that as your prayer. Mm, that's good. And look up, you know, like a scripture, loving kindness. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. So my that. kids use it too. Yeah. When they're testing, they have that's a test date. Say. We'll yeah. do that. I was going to mm-hmm. say like, what, what advice would you give to even teaching like our children how to like a simple way to prioritize their mental health? It sounds like this is something they can do as well. Yeah. So uh, they often say that, you know, truth is caught, not taught. Mm-hmm. Meaning, trust me, my, my boys, they, they don't say like, oh, yay, we're doing your breath prayer. You mm-hmm. know, like um, we just do it. And then they actually throughout the years, they'll end up doing it because every morning we'll have a scripture and I actually use a Max Lucado. He has mm-hmm. like a really short 365 devotional, but mm-hmm. you know how they always like give a verse, right? Mm-hmm. So then we'll do a verse the day. We'll breathe in, you know, I cast my cares on you, breathe out because you care for me, mm-hmm. or I can do all things, breathe in, breathe out you know, because he strengthens me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So over the years, then when I, when they have tests, I'll say, okay, remember to do three breath prayers before you start breathing, breathe out. It'll help clear your brain fog and you, mm-hmm. you'll be able to, you know, recall your answers more. And so because we started when they were little, mm-hmm. it just now becomes, they, they know they'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll say, oh mom, yeah, I really did work. I was so nervous. I was so stressed out. It actually helped calm me down. I'm like, yep, it's scientific. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're doing it because you're with God. Mm-hmm. You're doing it to be remember that he's with you. That's so right. when we do these practices, that's how kids learn. Mm. Yeah. So just like, for instance, if you, many people will ask me, well, how do I help my kids be stress resilient? Because right now ages, actually ages 13 to 30 is uh, the highest demographic that are experiencing anxiety, depression, and really? unfortunately suicide. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I believe it. It makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people say, why? You know, we, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they know? And so again, now that we spent some time together, it's not what you know, it's what you experience. And I, I love how you put it. You, you're great. You're gifted in this. You said less doing mm-hmm. more living. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a great book title here to write next book, you know, yeah. <laughs> because that is so good. You're really good with that. Just giving, mm-hmm. you know, really succinct things for mm-hmm. us to remember, take mm-hmm. with us. That's how kids are going to be resilient to stress. And mm-hmm. if there's one word I want to leave with everybody, including for ourselves, it's experiences mm-hmm. that release stress and give you that resiliency. So this is based on studies. Mm-hmm. Studies show that it's experiences or novelty, anything that is new outside of your everyday routine, that is what creates uh, lightning bolts of dopamine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dopamine is what helps give you that energy gives you that feeling of joy 
And so many of us have dopamine hits in micro hits scrolling through social media. Yep. That's why we need so much of it. We need the like, oh no, this one only got, you know, 25 likes. Okay. And what can I do to get like 50 or hundred or whatever your metric is? Mm -hmm. So those are the micro doses that we're getting hit with. But if we have experiences say, okay, guys, we're just going to, you know, go for a walk now for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Oh man, mom, I don't want to stop. I don't want to do this. I know, you know, we don't try to convince them, right? Mm-hmm. We just want to give them the experience. I go, I know it's a bummer. I know mom's being annoying. Come on, put on your shoes. It's okay. Come on. Mm-hmm. And we go outside for walk. Guess what? Like, oh, that felt good. Thanks, mom. Mm-hmm. You know, or we're really busy. And so, like, depending on your personality, for me, I love cut up fruit, like fruit salad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just think it's always cool. So like after dinner, I always cut up some fruit and might seem so ordinary. And you know how you said just a few minutes ago, you said like, it's a simple things. Yeah. Well, actually the simple things are what falls off our plate. Yeah, it's true. But it's a simple things that lower stress. So mm-hmm. I'll cut up fruit and the kids now know. I say, all right, guys, you know, whatever they're doing, whether they're still doing their homework or whatever mm-hmm. hobbies, whatever I say, everybody come on over. We've got the cut up fruit. Everybody we sit at our table. Mm-hmm. And I always like, when they were like little, I used toothpicks. And then later on, you know, I got some like dessert forks. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I went to um, Home Goods. You know, they're like $4 for like a pack of 12 or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because they're so small, it takes time to eat. Right. And then we just all talk and chat. And mm-hmm. then like, oh, you know, the boys, they're into YouTube, right? They'll tell mm-hmm. us what funny stuff they found on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll share something. And so it just... It's become our practice. That's so amazing. all the simple things become the practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and leaning into those without, you know, without allowing them to get to, like you said, they fall off your plate so easily when life gets busy or whatever. And really just like leaning in and, and prioritizing those small things. It's so important yeah. and we, we just miss it. So I, I love that example too. That's so good. Okay. This has been so good. I'm like, I could ask you a million more questions, but I feel like you've just given us so much wisdom and so much to think about. I'd love if you can just kind of wrap up by sharing where can we hear more from you or where can we learn more from you and what resources do you have for those who want to dive deeper into this? Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's nice being your guest. <laughs> um, yeah, go to soulcarequiz.com because once you take that quiz, you'll get connected to all my other contact information like my email, my newsletter. I have a podcast called Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. And I uh, encourage you to pick up my book, Breathe, 21 Days to Stress Less and transform chaos to calm. These are practical. These are the things where my go-to to help me heal. So that's why I'm so confident to invite people to pick it up because these are things that I didn't know that helped me. Mm-hmm. And so I just want everybody to be able to pick up. It's like a great guidebook and it can just be something to get you started and, or it could just remind you and get you excited, mm-hmm. give you permission from scripture and also science And then for those who want to learn how to um, study the Bible to hear God more personally, I have a soul care school. We're starting a new session in the fall. Again, just go to soulcarequiz.com, take that quiz, and you'll be able to get all that information. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared here. You guys definitely check out her her resources, her books. Everything is just so good. Bonnie, thank you for taking the time and for pouring into us. I know so many will be just so encouraged and uplifted through this. Well, thank you for making it so easy to be present with you today, Jordan. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley 
and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.